Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Ido Vok, Europe correspondent in Berlin, and you're listening to World Review from the New Statesman, a twice-weekly international news podcast. Every Thursday, we come together to unpack some of the most significant stories in world affairs, and every Monday, we interview a guest for their unique perspective and expertise. Today, I'm speaking to Svetlana Tichanovskaya. Mrs. Tichanovskaya was a candidate in the 2020 Belarusian presidential election running against incumbent Alexander Lukashenko. She is widely considered to have legitimately won that vote, although official results showed Lukashenko winning with 80% of the vote. Mrs. Tichanovskaya was subsequently forced into exile in Vilnius, Lithuania, where she continues to head the democratic opposition in Belarus. Mrs. Tichanovskaya, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for the invitation. Hello, everyone. In recent days, we have seen a dramatic escalation of the migrant crisis at the border between Belarus and Poland. Thousands of people are believed to be camped out uh, just meters away from the border where they've been attempting to get into Poland. What is your response to to the events of, of recent days and weeks? No, I'm really sorry for these people who are suffering, who are freezing on the border. Some of them got beaten and injured by the regime's thugs. Migrants are hostages and uh, victims uh, of the regime that is using them as uh, cannon fodder. And uh, many of them, anyway, stay in Minsk and refuse to go to the border knowing how they are treated there. But we are fully understand that this migration is uh, fully orchestrated by the state. It was uh, created artificially to put pressure on European Union, on Poland and Lithuania that support a Belarus democratic movement. Lukashenko, with this migration crisis, uh, wants to destroy unity in Europe, split the West. The other point is that uh, uh, regime uh, Lukashenko himself needs recognition. He wants attention. He wants Europe start talking to him again. They didn't want, I mean, European Union didn't recognize Lukashenko as legitimate leader of Belarus because of Roland election. And uh, West doesn't want to communicate with criminals who uh, abuse thousands of people in Belarus. But Lukashenko needs this recognition. And he's literally blackmailing the European Union with uh, uh, those poor people on the borders. He wants to, uh, you know, to show that, look, I, I created this uh, mig- migration crisis. I can solve it. 
just uh, only start talking to me. In recent days, Lukashenko has suggested that he was he is willing to ease the migrant crisis, which he's widely considered to have orchestrated, if the West and, and Western countries ease up on sanctions and also recognize him as the legitimate president of Belarus instead of you. Should Western countries do this? You know, Western countries are really strong enough, united enough not to allow one dictator blackmail them. I think European Union has a strong, strong and principled position with the, uh, with this situation that you can't communicate to the criminal that is uh, that keeps uh, not only uh, migrants as uh, hostages but also nine million people. We always uh, forget in these circumstances when we see the pictures of uh, poor migrants on the borders that there are also thousands of people in jails, in Belarusian jails, who also humiliated physically and and uh, morally, who are deprived of uh, uh, warm clothes, normal food, fresh air. They are uh, they are kept in awful uh, conditions in the jails, but. There is no picture of those people and uh, uh, democratic societies start to forget about this uh, humanitarian crisis as well. And uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, there are uh, other methods of how to solve this uh, migration problem uh, without uh, recognition of Lukashenko, without communication with them. And of course, I'm very firm in uh, our position. You can't recognize Lukashenko. You can't talk to him. We'll, we'll get on to the situation with the democratic opposition in a moment. But just before we do, um, the EU has recently announced that it is reinforcing sanctions on the Lukashenko regime. Are you happy with the EU's response to the migration crisis and to the aftermath of the election, which the EU considers that you won? You know, we see that dictatorships understand only the language of power. And sanctions is the only maybe is is the only leverage that uh, Europe and uh, the USA and UK have uh, to uh, put pressure on on this regime. Of course, uh, so as my beloved husband, my friends uh, are suffering in jails at the moment because of nothing, because of no reason, because they wanted to be loud about the situation in Belarus, I think that much more could be done, and I hope that uh, stronger sanctions will be imposed on Lukashenko's regime. I understand that the fifth package that is uh, uh, discussed now, that is going to be imposed, uh, will be only about migration crisis. But I have to say that the crisis with migrants, that the crisis with uh, migrants cannot be discussed in separation from the political crisis. And uh, we have, uh, Europe has to understand that only with dismantling of the regime, uh, you know, the, the situation could improve. Because if solve only migration crisis, regime will invent something else. They will invent cruel methods how to to put pressure on European Union, how to blackmail European Union. So we are asking for uh, stronger sanctions that uh, will not take into consideration only uh, migration crisis, but will uh, impact on uh, regime also because there are millions of people uh, that are suffering because uh, because of this dictatorship. So do you think that the crisis at the border has 
distracted attention from the situation uh, for for the Belarusian people who, you know, voted for you and um, are living under increasingly harsh repressions within Belarus. This is one of the aims uh, of uh, this um, artificial crisis uh, to distract attention, to to shift the focus. But uh, this is our task, speaking about migrants who are hostages of this regime as well, to remind uh, the society time to time that there are thousands of people also suffering in Belarusian jails. I don't we need to keep Belarus on agenda, not only in connection with migrants, but also with connection of lawlessness in Belarus, with human rights abuses, with sufferings of women uh, and, and men in, in Belarus and jails. You mentioned your husband. It's now over a year since you left Belarus. You live in exile in Vilnius. You continue to lead the democratic opposition, but nonetheless, uh, as far as I know, I can't imagine you've been back to Belarus. Can you talk about uh, your your life in exile and um, what it's been like outside of Belarus? Obviously, your husband is still in prison. You, you're you're getting international recognition as as the legitimate president of Belarus, but nonetheless, you're outside of your country or in exile. What's that like? You know, I really can't say that I am leave. Uh, I'm fighting every day. I am still a mom of two children for whom you know I, I have to fulfill uh, like mother's uh, obligation. But of course, my all the thoughts uh, is about uh, people in Belarus, about our fight. You know, this uh, the, the fact that I can't communicate with uh, my husband, my children uh, haven't seen their daddy for more than one year. Of course, it's painful. But uh, these thoughts about my husband, about uh, Masha Kolesnikova, about thousands of of, uh, people, of women whom their children are waiting at home, doesn't leave me chance to step away because I I have no choice. I have to move forward because I am the same with other Belarusians responsible for those who sacrificed with their personal freedom for the freedom uh, of future, uh, future freedom of Belarus. So it's difficult, it's tough, It's uh, sometimes you are overstressed, but you can't stop this because you can wake up in the morning, you can uh, have a cup of tea or coffee, but your husband can't. Your friend in, in jail, they don't have uh, sun for, for weeks. Uh, people are kept in punishment cells, uh, also in the sense of uh, revenge of the administration or, and of this regime. Of course, you, you know, you can be tired, but you can't stop. You will take your rest later with the, your family, but not now. In in the past year, hundreds or thousands of Belarusians have left uh, have left Belarus because of their activism. They've been forced out in, exactly in, in your situation. They've gone mostly to Lithuania, to Poland, to Ukraine. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about how these networks operates these kind of alternative power structures which are planning for a Belarus, a democratic Belarus, a Belarus after Lukashenko, which obviously they can't do within Belarus. I have to say that uh, thanks to technologies, it's much easier to communicate uh, uh, now. Even when you are in exile, you don't feel that you are, you know, that you can't influence the situation. We are communicating with the relicants. We are communicating with people on the ground who uh, building structures, who communicate also between each other. Uh, We coordinate our actions. It's rather easy to do, uh, you know, in in this uh, era of technologies. 
despite that regime uh, destroyed all the media in Belarus, destroyed all the NGOs, we still um, we still present in uh, in Belarus through YouTube channels, through uh, Telegram. We have to be flexible. We have to be inventive. Uh, we have to look for not ordinary ways how to how to communicate, and uh, it works. It you know Lukashenko and his regime can't shut internet fully. So we are communicating with people all the time. And we are coordinate our actions with other democratic forces, with diaspora all over the world who are very active. And we are very grateful to those people uh, who are you know, spending hours and hours of their free time to help Belarusians. So we use every inch of the opportunities we can to stay united, to be together, to feel each other, to inspire each other. Wherever you are in the world, if you're interested in global affairs, you can subscribe to the new Statesman on digital, in print, or both, for as little as one pound a week at newstatesman.com slash subscribe. That's just $2 a week in America. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In the past year, you've multiplied contacts with Western governments. You've uh, you live in Vilnius. You've visited London, Paris, Berlin, Washington, and met with with uh, many leaders across the democratic world. But during your election campaign, you argued that if the opposition came to power with you at its head, uh, it would not change Belarus's geopolitical orientation, which is very closely aligned to, to Russia. 
But since the election, Russia has steadfastly backed Lukashenko and has gotten closer to to Lukashenko. Has the opposition's sort of pro-Russia orientation changed because of Russia's backing of Lukashenko? We are very respectful to Russian people. You know, we don't we don't want to destroy our relationship, but because uh, Kremlin uh, supported regime after fraudulent elections, it is they supported uh, violence and tortures in Belarus. Of course, the attitude to uh, Kremlin, first of all, has changed a lot. There are less and less people who would be positive about um, closer unity between uh, to our to our countries. But we always send a message to Kremlin, look, we, we always will be neighbors. We want to, we need to save uh, our relationship. And But we want this relationship to be more transparent, more understandable for Belarusians. And we don't have any right to uh, make any deals or to sign any contract, contracts without the will of Belarusian people. One person can't decide everything uh, for all the Belarusians. So we don't have uh, anti-Russian mood in Belarus, but we don't understand why uh, Kremlin is supporting uh, Lukashenko, who is political bankrupt, who is costing so who is so costly economically and politically to Kremlin. Of course, uh, you know Kremlin uh, may have some advantages of the weakness of Lukashenko. They can uh, buy maybe to. to uh, sell their loyalty for uh, Belarusian enterprises or whatever they can can uh, sell. But uh, we need good relationship. And we think that Russia uh, should be um, more constructive, uh, understand that, understanding that there are, uh, you, you know, we, we, we don't look, you know, into the West. You know, we are just uh, want to solve our internal crisis. It's not about geopolitics at all. But don't interfere. Let Belarus and people themselves decide their future. And so on, on the point about Russia, Russia appears to have committed to a transition away from Lukashenko, but on his terms, um, with a timetable with a timetable that he chooses. And we've got this referendum that's that's coming up, which possibly could serve as a way for Lukashenko to step down perhaps from the presidency but maintain some role in in power. Can you talk about what you're how first of all how you would engage with that process and second of all the planning that you're doing for political transition in Belarus? Uh, this constitutional referendum that is going to be held in February, supposedly we are not sure it if it will be declared at all, it will not change situation in Belarus. This referendum is about nothing. Uh, if uh, constitution uh, doesn't work in our country, this variant of constitution or next variant, it doesn't matter when there is lawlessness in Belarus. Only full change of dictatorship, you know, that uh, free and fair elections could change the situation. So we want to use this uh, referendum that is uh, going to be declared by illegitimate uh, leader of uh, Belarus, we want to use it as uh, uh, the event for mobilization of people. We want to say uh, decisive no 
uh, to Lukashenko, of course, we will have alternative uh, counting uh, of uh, on this referendum. Again, we want to use uh, all the possible technologies to prove that uh, this referendum is illegal. Uh, we uh, we don't want to vote for any outcome of this referendum because it can't be organized at all because nobody gave this uh, this. Uh, will to to Lukashenko. So we uh, our workers are are preparing uh, for nationwide strike. We have victory so-called victory plan among Belarusian citizens. You know we we will use every every point uh, every moment you know to to say that we are against this that uh, you know Lukashenko you are nobody for Belarusian people. We don't know there can be many scenarios how it will uh, how it will develop. Uh, including that uh, sanctions uh, are starting work, American sanctions are starting work on uh, December, and uh, new European sanctions are coming. So it could change the situation at any moment. But of course, we have to be prepared. We have to keep uh, people in mobilization. And Lukashenko also afraid of mobilization of people. He also doesn't need this uh, this referendum. Maybe somebody makes him to to have it. But anyway, of course, we will we will use this uh, event, this uh, momentum for uniting people again, for showing people. In in really this year, um, the the stakes of Lukashenko's leadership have become internationalized. They're not just about repression within Belarus. We had um, the hijacking of the Ryanair plane and Arman Patasevich. Uh, then we had the case with Kristina. Uh, Timonovskaya uh, in Tokyo, and um, and now we've got these these migrants with uh, on the border with Lithuania and Poland, um, and so the, the stakes of Lukashenko's leadership have 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 risen, um, which which means that that there must be some sense within regime officials, people in Belarus who are close to who who are part in some way of the system that it can't go on forever that the stakes have escalated do do you have any contacts with uh, regime officials people people you know who have some stake in the system do do you have a sense that their attitude towards lukashenko is changing there are some people our team is communicating to. We have a group of ex-law enforcement officers who left uh, their service because they didn't want to to stand with the to stay in this regime. They are communicating with the actual law enforcement officers, and we know that even ministers, you know, people people in the regime absolutely are not happy with the, uh, the situation in Belarus. But you just have to understand how people are scared, people are frightened. Regime for 27, for 27 years built such a structure where everybody is hooked, where everybody, um, you know, has a so-called folder that regime can uh, blackmail uh, people with. Most of them want changes, but they also uh, hostages of the regime. They don't know how uh, to fulfill this, and uh, you know this. There is a split in the regime. It's understandable, and a lot of law enforcement officers wouldn't wouldn't like to to live in 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 such country. But people are scared, and. Um, 
there are, of course, uh, absolutely loyal uh, people to Lukashenko, but they are loyal because of some uh, financial issues or because they blood, they hands are also in blood. So such people will be with him till the end. But the majority uh, of those who are in the regime, the businesses that could lose everything uh, standing with this regime, they also want changes. We all want to live in normal country where rule of laws, um, rules of rules of law prevails, where people feel comfortable and safety, and uh, nobody is blackmailed. As you know, just days after you went to Berlin, Lukashenko spoke by phone with Merkel, I think for the first time possibly since the election. In some ways, this is a victory for him and it's being spun by state TV as a, as a victory and uh, proof of his influence and his, his standing. Do you think the, the West has given in to his, his tactics? Absolutely not. I understand... Uh... Uh, Frau Merkel, or what was her intention? She uh, really has, you know, big heart, heart and she, uh, her own intention was to take care about uh, uh, people who are freezing on the borders. I understand her intention uh, from, you know, human, humanitarian point of view, but as Belarusian, uh, whose beloved and friends are uh, suffering in jails, it's uh, not understandable for me. But I'm sure that, um, you know, it maybe was uh, her own initiative. And I know that about principled and strong position of uh, uh, European leaders, nobody is going to legitimize uh, or recognize uh, Lukashenko as, uh, you know, as a uh, real president of the country. He is uh, nobody for um, uh, democratic uh, countries as well. So... You know, maybe maybe it was a correct step, maybe not. Time will show. One final question. When do you think you'll return to Belarus? I can't tell you proper, you know, actual month uh, when I will be able, but I know that I will. Sooner or later, uh, I will go uh, home. Uh, I will meet with my husband and uh, we will build a new Belarus together. Mrs. Tichanowska, thank you very much for your time. This has been World Review from the New Statesman. You can read all our international coverage on newstatesman.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend and rate us and possibly even leave us a nice review. Our producer has been Adrian Bradley. The team will be back on Thursday. I'm Ido Vok. Thank you for listening and until next time. 